3: Recorded live. All right, shalom, shalom. So we're actually over here. I'm going to unmute everyone for right now, but I kind of got more control over this call right here. So whoever had that background noise, um, yeah, we could kind of deal with that now. Hello? Yes, shalom.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, This is Debbie. I'm going to call the other number.
3: Right, right, right. Okay. So we're going to let, a couple more people get over.
6: But, Mark, you could go ahead and continue on what you were saying there. I guess he's out on the call.
7: No. This is, this is Brother uh, Shannon who was asking if anyone else was on here.
3: Uh, all right, brother. Yeah, I mean, it's filling up. They're coming over, like, real quick. Still about 30-some people, like, jumped in the room. So, um, Debbie, was your question yes. fully addressed?
0: Um, I, I'll
1: just
0: you have to really? attend, No, not really. Um, I missed you when you came to Philly. I found out uh a day late, but um, oh, if you're in like a, a New York or North North Jersey or Philly again, I'm 20 minutes from Philly. So if you're um uh, ever around, you know the surrounding areas, I'll be um attending one of your uh, seminars because I really need to. You know, get valuable information from somebody who I can, you know, you know, trust and know knowledge, and um, I really need to um, ask questions about correcting our status. Is it really important? Uh, you know what I mean? You know, stuff like that. I, I really need to know.
7: Well, I have a question about the, uh, about her question. Um, I believe the uh, other person that would, I guess, trying to elaborate or. Better
8: specify
7: on how to.
9: Okay, you
8: trash and destructive.
3: Yeah, so, so I'm gonna have to mute people except for the one that's actually talking. So, okay. brother, where where are you calling from? So I can locate your um number here.
7: Uh, this is Shanador, and I should be calling from a North oh. North
6: number. Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah. I didn't even recognize that was you, good brother. All right, hold on. Let me mute
6: the other people. I, I see you right there. Um you're one of the North Carolinians. All right, so so what was the question about this? Well,
7: I was more so I guess wanna make a statement. It sounded like uh you and the other brother from the previous call was just trying to say the same thing, but he was more so trying to come at it from a different angle. So you're saying to correct your status before uh before going to court and he was trying to say that we should um I, I guess get knowledge and understand how a uh, government works when
3: I. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. He was saying to know, know what government is, right?
7: right? Yeah. If I know based on your teaching, you are going to know what government is during the process of you correcting your status and increasing your knowledge base and doing your research. So with all right. you know, due respect to him, he's not wrong, but there's nothing for him to correct as far as you addressing Debbie in the first place because everything that he's saying is included in correcting your status. You don't just correct right. your status and then go to court, you correct your status with the understanding of what government is. That way when you make your proposals or you submit your documents and you address the court and uh and establish, you know, jurisdiction who everyone is, that does I mean that's all part of knowing how to deal with government at the same time. But I just wanted to go ahead and get that in there. Yes.
3: Um, so, yeah, that, that, that brother I was talking is actually my cousin,
7: uh, Morcus L.
3: Bay. So, I mean, you know, so, you know, <laughs> Moors sometimes see things from a different perspective than myself, right? Because there's a lot of Moors, and I'm not trying to bat them off. Them, there's a lot of Moors that teach people don't file a UCC-1, right? So, I got a problem with that because they say that. If you file a UCC-1, you're putting yourself back into the system. So I asked them, like, well, if I don't file a UCC-1, how am I putting a commercial lien against all of the debtor's property? You see what I'm saying? That's a commercial lien. So my UCC-1, I reference my security agreement with, you know, on my UCC-1. So now everything that belongs to TazaDoc on the public side has a commercial lien against it. So that means if someone else come and try and take my property, they can't touch it because the maximum of law says first in line, first in time. So if I already have a lien against all of the debtor's property, which is tied the dot on the public side, then they can't, you know, they can't touch it. There's already a lien against it. So that's one of the um things where we don't see eye to eye with, you know, um Moors, But, you know, I still spread a lot of love. But what I was saying is imperative to always be in the proper status. Now, going back to what you were saying, yeah, I mean, he's correct. You've got to know what government is, but I always tell people what government is not, and the people that's actually in power right now are not government. It's a de facto. See, the problem is, brother, is when I use a lot of words, a lot of people don't really go and look them up. They just think they know what it means, but they don't really go and they look up the etymology of the word. The
9: You're word correct. de
3: facto right? It means to exist. In fact, it's existing, but it's not legally established. It's not officially recognized because what we have now is not a de government. It's not day's It's the democracy. Day's means that it stems from law. What is law? Law is that which is laid down, written, and established, which means you can't go and change that by someone voting. But now under mob rule, mobocracy, a democracy, you could just go in and vote and say, you know what, we want to take away these people guns rights and boom, it's awarded. Why? It's it's rewarded to them because that's how a democracy functions. But the law doesn't work that way. The law never changed. It's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Because guess what? Their whole system of law comes from the ecclesiastical laws of scriptures. So yeah, just wanted to, um, you know, um, put that out there. But yeah, I understand what you were saying. It, it seemed like it was a, um, a, a little bit of um, controversy or something. But you know, it, it was nothing. But what I was telling her is that we have to know our status, and all of that goes back, all of that goes back to the vote certificate. You know, it's go back to contracts, and this is these are the basic um, fundamentals that people have to get. Like, it go, everything is a contract based on the system, brother, because they pretty much don't really adhere to the Constitution. How many, how many times have you heard people say, yeah, I went to court, the judge, he didn't even let me talk. He just kept, because he knew you're a debtor, because it's a status that you're going in, acts." So what I was saying to Debbie is if we're going in the court and we're going in in a corporate ward status, how can we go in and order jurisdiction? You understand what I'm saying? They already have jurisdiction over us because we're a party to the contract. So Correct. we can't go in they and argue jurisdiction. So, you know, the, 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 the black rover typically let them rant and rave, and then he'll say, well, the court has jurisdiction. He doesn't have to explain that to you, how he has it. He already has it because you're going in in a corporate ward status because of these contracts. And then some people... The semantics that he'll play sometimes, well, okay, um, if Tyler Doc is not here today, I'm going to issue a warrant for his arrest. So what do you say to him? How do you react then? And this is why it's important that people understand the status, they understand what jurisdiction really is, and then they understand adjudication. Those are the three processes of law. That is how court for educational purposes is supposed to work, but it doesn't work that way. As soon as you walk in, they start adjudicating you. or oh, you tied the doc, well, um, you're being charged for such and such. That's adjudication. They've they skipped over two processes. Now, going back to what he was saying, um, Brother Marcus was saying, what he was trying to say, you've got to explain what government is. So what he was saying is that they're not really government. I understood what he was saying, but probably most people in the room don't really comprehend what he was saying. He was essentially saying that they're not really government so they don't have any authority over us. Well, I contend that we do, they do. Because if we're not in our proper status by way of contract, because remember, we have a right to contract our rights away. And if we don't know who we are, if we're still um, running around referring to ourselves like a news channel, NBC's, Negroes, black colored, African-Americans, obviously we don't know our status. So we can't go in and tell them anything because we're in a corporate ward status. Understand what I'm saying? So you, this is why I started with we got to know who we are and we got to know our status. Now, one of the first things that they, they should do when they go into court is what is the status of the judge? What is the status of the prosecutor? Where is he from? See, now you're going back to, like, law because they're not practicing law. What What's going on in these colorable courts is not law. It's colorable. It looks like law. And for people that don't really comprehend what I mean when I say colorable, colorable is something that resembles something that is not. So what they write, they write statutes, they write codes, they write rules, they write regulations, and then they call them law. But they're not laws. Why is it not law? Because for anyone to make law or for anyone to practice law, guess what? You have to be in a sovereign status. And so what Mark was saying indirectly, he won't say it directly, but I will, because I really don't care. I'm going to speak the truth. For you to practice law, you have to be sovereign in the land. And for anyone to be sovereign in the land, you have to be indigenous to that land to really make real laws. Don't believe me? Go and check it out for yourself. So what they're making is not law, it's public policy. And so if you're a party to the contracts, then you agree to their public policy. And that's what it really is. It's not law. They're not practicing law. Because why? Because they're not indigenous to this land. You understand what I'm saying? Does everyone understand what I'm saying? In order for what they what they're doing to be law, then they have to be sovereign to this land, which means – They have to be some of the indigenous people of this land, and they're not indigenous. And I'm not being racist or facetious or anything like that, but when we start to talk law and we start to talk to people that's like Euro-Gentiles or Edomites, and you ask them, you start to ask them, well, how long have you been here? How long have your family been here? They might say 1907. Some of them might say 18-something. But guess what? their roots are going to trace back to why? To to what? To Europe. So if their right. roots trace back to Europe, how can they come to American, America and practice law? They can't. <laughs> it's not law. You understand what I'm saying? So then if you ask them, what's your nationality, some of them will say, I'm an American. Are they Americans? If you're not indigenous to the land, how can you be an American? So when the Moors stand up and say, I'm a Moors-American, they're spot on. Why? Because they're indigenous to the land. Understand that. So yeah. in order for the laws to be real law, you have to be sovereign in the land. And that's what it is, man.
6: I'm not being racial. I'm just being real, man.
10: I'll you. Yeah, so, you know,
3: so with that being said, uh, I'm going I'm to... Um, I'm going to unmute everyone now. Hopefully, there's not a lot brother, of background noise. Yeah, yeah,
11: yeah, go ahead, brother. I'm calling from Long Beach, California. Uh, All right. I um, was just in a situation where my mother used to tell me a long time ago when I was a child that, that I'm not black African-American, that I'm Choctaw. Uh, she passed away about 10 years ago, and I started researching on the Choctaw. And as I researched on that, I'm starting to notice. uh, I relate to that, so I kind of feel and believe that that's what I am. Now, what I would like to know is, I've been put over by the police a couple times, the policy enforcers, and I was forced in a situation where I had to sign the ticket, and I did not use the UCC code or anything like that. I was not aware of it. Uh, I received the ticket in the mail, and it was in all caps. Now, I am aware about the all caps. Um, however, I am a, I guess, a citizen or a resident because I haven't changed my status. But when I walk into the courtroom and I want to challenge the jurisdiction of the court, um, that's something that the courts will not allow. They tell you immediately if you don't say you're that name, they will issue out a, a, uh, so you're left to say that you are that individual so you won't have a warrant placed on you. That's something that I'm dealing with a lot when I try to go into the court and challenge the jurisdiction of the court. Oh, hello? Yes. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, yes,
12: yes. All right, listen. Hold Um, on, the
3: public just had a question, man. Did you catch that?
12: Yes, I caught the question. That's why Uh, I I was trying to to come in with it. All right. All right. Um primarily, this is the issue. Right? Technically, when you walk in the courtroom, they can look you in your face, they know who you are. Right? So now um because of who we are as the indigenous people of this of this land, believe it or not, our courts are actually through our writs. If if you can understand what I'm saying. Our ability to write writs. Because our our writ system is our court because our writs will express what we have in our head, which will express who you are as as it it will give you a pedigree your 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 government and your law you if you can understand where i'm going so when you walk into these when you walk into these courtrooms right and we're, we're attempting to challenge jurisdiction under the assumed um role it's it's like this um you know how we say that the current system is a caste and class system. We're attempting to walk into that caste and class system and ad live our own lines because we understand that there's another truth, but at the same time, not looking into the other truth long enough to understand that we have to be proactive in that other truth and providing certain things that makes us look like we civilized. Like, have you ever noticed when judges, they talk, they can talk to both sides, but they're looking down at something in front of them. If you don't place anything before, on the record before the judge, and who's not even a judge, he's just an administrator, chief administrator of that building, or that uh, that corporation that, that's at that location. If you don't put anything in front of him, he has nothing to go by. It's like you're not speaking. So that's why they don't allow you to speak in the courtroom, because because you're not going to speak any of the language that you would have in the written. Anyway. Does that make any sense?
11: Yeah, I, yeah, I understand clearly what you're saying, because what I – well, I looked at my uh, on my. I don't have a birth certificate. I have a certificate of live birth. Right. And on my certificate of live birth, my name is spelled like a noun, proper, you know, proper noun.
9: Yeah.
11: Okay. the the uh, the The subpoena is in our caps. So what I was thinking about was using my certificate of live birth as evidence to show that the name that they are trying to adjudicate is not me because I am the actual lie, and what they are trying to prosecute me on is a, is, is, a, is not a real uh, entity and I was going to try that approach. I don't know if that's the approach or not or if I should just take the affidavit route and write in the facts of the laws mm-hmm. of traveling and see if I can have that admitted into court as evidence uh, before my trial. Uh,
7: I, I don't. That's gonna work. You have to establish your status prior to your court date, but that's not the best way to go about doing it. No, yeah, not like that. Because <laughs> what
12: you what you don't want to do is, is 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 create contention.
9: Your your
12: your your the rich the the rich system. Is designed to clarify and make everything clear,
9: so so
12: that basically there is no um, there is no b- battle in court. Okay. okay.
9: Scott, help me think of something. I
2: have a question about the whole birth certificate
9: thing. So, uh, yeah. I so so, so whoa, whoa 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 whoa. Yeah, Hold down. on. You ain't yeah, yeah, so gonna have to stop muting people. Brother,
3: um, where are you calling from so I can meet these other people? I'm calling from Long
11: Beach. Okay. In Long Beach. In Long Beach, in the court system, as soon as you walk into the court, they, when you try to ask the court, you know, about status or jurisdiction, they immediately tell you uh, if you don't admit or agree to who uh, that, that can be a case at hand, they immediately just want to just go, uh, put out a, a tell you to appear an issue
3: out all right, of let So let me show you how to handle that, buddy, um, for educational purposes only. So what you got to learn how to do is to create a distinction between um, – what's your name, buddy? Chavez. Uh, I'm sorry, what was that? Chavez. Chavez? So
11: yeah.
3: So you, you got to learn to create a distinction between Chavez and Chavez, if that makes any sense. Yeah. See, um, yeah. So, I mean, what's going on here is that Chavez is actually operating on
6: the public side. Uh, are you still with me? I, think I just muted you. That's the California. You still there, brother? Yeah, I'm still here.
3: Yeah, all right. I'm not sure what you want to so so Chavez is operating on the public side. That's who all of the charges are against. It's not against. Chavez on the private side because they can't deal in private. They could actually only deal on the public side. So, what we have here is a trust. So, you got to be able to create a distinction between the private and the public trust. The private trust being the living soul, I, man. But the public trust is actually operating on the um, public side, which could actually interact with all of these corporations because Chavez is in a corporate ward status. So, when you come in, They're asking for your name. Why? Because they want to identify. When you define identifying, law, what does it mean? It means to make the same. So they have to make Chavez on the public side to, you know, um, be joined on to this Chavez on the private side. So when you don't create that distinction, then, well, he's the debtor. We're going to deal with him. Arrest him. So, I understand this. If you don't get a chance to speak, right, you don't have due process of law. A case could be thrown out off of that. That's a technicality. So if you go in, when be, remember, when you're asked to come into these courts, you don't want to go in and argue the merit of the case. You don't want to go in and challenge the ticket, the so-called ticket for educational purposes only. I can't give you an advice. By the way. Right, let me put my mantra. I don't recall saying this. This is not legal advice. I did not offer legal advice. If you need legal advice, seek set a competent counsel, and then please be advised. Everything that I say, um, Senator Dorsey, Marcus say, anyone else on this call is not to be misconstrued as legal advice. It's for educational, informational purposes only. So with that being said, so... When you go into these courts, brother, this is why I tell people that I coach, the first thing that I do is always motion the court under the heading of an affidavit. Why do we do everything under the heading of an affidavit? Because an unanswered affidavit stands as truth. That's a maxim of law. Maxims of law never change. So we do everything under the heading of the affidavit. But without a motion, you're not going to move the court. The court will just sit there. So you've got to motion the court to do something. So when you go in, you motion the court to identify itself. What kind of court is this? Because if you don't know what kind of court you're going in, right, if you don't know the status of the judge or the black robe, the magistrate, then how do you know what kind of laws that he's going to use against you? You don't know. Yeah. So you're going to motion them to identify themselves. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So – when he starts to try and play that game, we're not going to listen to this. My honor, are we not all equal under the law? It's just a question. And the the other thing that I try and get through people, brother, is that you don't go in court and make statements. Debtors make statements. We never make statements because the every moment that you make a statement, you're going to have to try and prove it, and you can't prove anything. You can't prove anything. So we always ask questions. We ask questions. My Honor, am I not entitled to a fair trial? If you don't have a voice, if, let's say, you know, he talks and rant and rave, usually the black robe would do that if he knows someone's actually a debtor. You know, they, they know, they master who they could actually behave like that with. So, but if he rants and rave and goes on and doesn't let you speak at all, has he not Denied you due process of law. You never had a chance to present your case. You never had a chance to question your accuser. He asked you a question. How did you typically respond? If he, when you went into court, kind of explain to me what happened. Hey. What, what, what happened? When I went,
11: I went into the court, they they called my name, and I stood oh, in the back. Oh, 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 whoa, 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 whoa! See right there.
3: You don't know who you are right now. That shows me you don't. Know, they called your name,
11: right? Well, I'm just, just the title. okay. Well, let me let me rephrase. It. Let title. me start over. Let me start over. They call they they call the name of the defendant, and at that right. time, oh whoa, whoa
10: whoa whoa whoa
3: whoa whoa stop stop. See, I could already see, brother, why you're having problems. Because listen, the way that you talk to me right now is how you're gonna actually conduct yourself and think in court. You're revealing to me right now which you're revealing to the judge. So right now, you already said two things that I see he will catch you up on. First of all, you're not the name. You're not the name. You're, you don't answer to the name. You're not, well, I'm here to hear that case. I'm here as intervener. I'm the paramount security holder Um, to um, that actually handles all. Well, that's, uh, yeah,
11: that's what I was going to say. When they called the name, when they called that name, I stood up and I said, I am here as an agent handling the name that was mentioned. I am the beneficiary of that account of the name that was mentioned.
3: Oh, Okay. So so where did you say this? Did you say this? Did you walk through the bar and say this? No, say I did not walk box? through the
11: bar. I stood I stood in the back of the courtroom and I said that I am here as an agent and beneficiary of the name that was mentioned.
3: And so let me,
9: judge,
3: this. Uh, uh, let me ask you this thing
11: because, I mean, these, these
3: um, two hours is going kind of fast. So when you okay. went to the court, right, when, when you went to yes. the court, did they call a roll outside or did they have you sign in anywhere?
11: No, I did not. I uh, I arrived actually after the uh, the roll call. So mm-hmm. the, uh, the, uh, b- the bailiff walked up to me and asked what was my name, and at that time I said that I'm here for as a beneficiary of the name, and I gave him the name, and at that time he looked at me and told me to sit down and have a seat. Uh, toward the end of the day, What did you do?
3: Call- Hold on. What did you do? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait okay. slow down, because I want people to get an understanding to see how we screw up. He told okay. you to sit down and have a
11: seat. What did you do? I went to the back of the court and sit at the back of the court.
6: Okay. Now,
3: um, door. what did he just do? Was that not an offer? Oh, let me unmute everybody. Hold on. So, so, Senator, when he told him to go to the back of the court, when he told him to sit down and have a seat, was that not an offer to contract? That is
7: an offer, and he contracted by
3: compliance. I think, yes. Yeah. Did, did he not take an order from the bailiff?
7: Correct. And
9: what did he just the- do?
3: He just gave the court jurisdiction over it. So yep. now he going trying to speak for the judge. The judge is like, shut up. I don't want to hear anything you want to say. Why? Right? Because he's already identified himself as the judge's defendant. Well, well someone's got a lot of noise here, man. you have to someone.
11: Well, you, you understand what I'm saying,
13: brother? Yeah, yeah.
11: But but I did not tell him that I was that individual. I told him that I was the beneficiary for that name.
13: Oh, brother, the, the, understand
11: this.
1: Did you go and sit
11: down? It was your boss. Well, he told me to sit, where he asked me to sit is not where I sit. I wanted to sit you, on my own. So see you're, you're playing semantics. Did like you
0: sit down?
11: Court
3: did you sit down?
11: Yeah, I sat down. Yeah.
3: Okay, so what would have been the proper, because even that you sat somewhere else, that wasn't a proper way to handle that. What did you do? You took an order. If you take an order from someone, what did you do? You just gave them authority over you. What is authority? Authority is jurisdiction.
11: Uh, okay. okay, okay, I got, I got you on
3: it, So how, how should you have handled that? The way that I would have handled that for educational purposes, if he tells me, oh, go and sit down over there, you know what I would have said, brother? I would have conditionally accepted his offer. Um, you know uh, what, Bailey? I'm kind of tired of standing. Would it be okay if I go and sit down over there? You see what I'm saying? You see how I just changed that situation up? Yeah. You gotta be thinking all of the time, man, when you're before these people. You gotta be thinking consistently.
1: Because they will well,
3: chop you up on
1: two sixes
3: and once the judge knows that he has it, he's like, That's my defendant.
11: Now you wanna put us Well now he didn't within the first two rows and then I went and sit in the back on my own and he looked at me like like I disobeyed what he told me. But I, I understand what you're saying also as for reestablishing the the wording part to him on uh, letting him know that I'm going to be going somewhere else and sitting somewhere else on my own. No,
3: no, 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 no. That's not the point. The point is 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 that you've done it from your own accord. You you, you made it in the form of a question. You didn't ask for anyone's permission. Uh, I'm going to, I'm kind of tired of standing. I'm going to go and have a seat in the back. You're doing so at your own free will.
11: Okay, I guys.
3: It's so simple. It's so simple. Let's say someone goes in the court with a head wrap on, right? She goes in, she's challenging jurisdiction, and the judge said, by the way, take your head wrap off in my court. She does it. Guess what? She just gave him jurisdiction over. It. Why? Because she put herself <laughs> subservient to him. She gave him yeah. authority over her. Authority is jurisdiction. Greetings
11: okay 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 now when uh when when the judge called my name called the name i stood up in the back and the judge asked me to come across the bar and i asked him if i step across the bar would i be entering into a contract and at that time the, the the commissioner said well uh as a noun if you don't step across the bar i would put out a warrant for your arrest to appear what is
9: that stop stop
3: what is that brother what is that
11: sounds like a threat. that's a, that's it that, yeah that's that's authority. that's under the rest
3: right no. that's under the rest any contract that's actually i mean so what did you do you step through the bar
11: at, at that time, I said, I have no choice if I'm going to be placed under arrest. That's not what I'm trying to have here today. I'm trying to handle this, uh, this case that's, that's before me. However, I'll step forward. That's not what me. I would have
3: the, the way that you should have handled that? Okay. I'm going to enter the bar under protest and arrest. And I do not consent by entering this bar to any adhesion or unrevealed contract. So you're going but you're not going under your own accord. You're being coerced to go in there. So if I'm walking in, am I really contracting? Not really, because any contract that I've been forced to actually engage in is not a valid contract. That's one of the four rules of contracts. You can't be hosting to the contract. It has to be a meeting of minds. Can
7: anyone hear me? Yeah, yeah I got you.
3: I believe you can we can hear, hear me? you a little too loud here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Where are you
13: calling from? Hey, so so sorry to to interject. I um, some somehow this number came and I got on this call, but um, I just want to identify myself. I'm Anu Samawati L, uh, registered copyright trademark. I'm I'm calling. Um, I don't know why I was uh, directed to come on this call, but um. Are you? Is everyone on the call um, like in pertaining when people go in the court? Are are those people black?
3: I we don't. um, I don't think there's any black people here.
13: What the the hell? Okay, that's perfect because all I wanted to say is uh, if anyone goes into the vessel, no matter how good they are or what they do, if they if they're identified as black or African American, they have no standing at law. And yeah, I, I, kinda like, I, I kinda like I kinda like everyone to know this? that um Chief Nanya Shabuel is the plenipotentiary of Atlant Turtle Island, land of the frogs. And I hope that you guys have permission to operate on Turtle Island through him as he has liens on the whole entire shebang. I'm talking about the Vatican, the British Crown. <laughs> that dude baby, can't
9: even trip. <laughs> Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah, um well, can term, you hear you me? There? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
9: You you can hear me
5: talk
6: about yeah I can, I I muted
3: that.
9: Yeah. Oh, hold on one second. <laughs> wow. Okay, um, California, you still there? Hey. Yes, yes. Can hey.
3: you hear me? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
12: So, can you hear me?
3: Yeah, we can hear you. Yes.
12: Can, 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 I, can, I, uh, can, can I have 30 ahead. seconds real right. quick before you go, go back ahead. into what you're saying? Go all right. right. Okay. For, for, for everybody on the line who just heard all of that, right? Um,. This is why we had this call tonight. Right, right. All right. Because here's here's what you get. you you start, you, every once in a while, you're going to run into something. I don't like using names like fanatic and radicals and all this other stuff. But you'll start running into people who are spewing things out. And if you research them, they're very knowledgeable. Cause they were around other knowledgeable people and something went wrong and they went left and I'm going to leave stuff at that. So, you know, when you hear other people come in, you don't know where they come from and, 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 and and they're busy trying to get on and, you know, don't let, and don't allow people to latch things onto you that do not pertain. To you, if you're attempting to get up out the muck and the mire of this shit, that's what you're trying to do. You don't go on, don't go on people's thrill rides with them. It has nothing to do with nothing, and it's part of why we got into the situation that we're into now. Thank you. That's all. I just needed a few more. I just needed a moment, folks.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So um yeah we, we wanna um we, um California
3: we wanna go to some other callers here. I'm trying to gonna go down the line here. Um, caller from Washington State, you're unmuted. Um you have anything you would like
6: to add to the call, you have any questions? We're gonna have to do this in decency and order. Caller from Washington State, you're unmuted. Once again, a caller from Washington State. You're unmuted. You have any questions? Anything you want to bring to the call? It's not. Southwest Ohio. You're unmuted. Caller from Southwest Ohio. People don't know where they are. Okay, Central New Jerusalem. Central New Jersey. You're unmuted. Peace, thousand Doc. Hey, Shalom, Shalom. What's going on, kid? Do you have any questions,
3: anything you want to bring to the core, anything? Anything you might be able to ask? All right.
8: Yeah, I have one question. All right. Now, I'm a truck driver, so obviously I'm operating under the UCC code, everything, the commercial laws and everything. So uh, I was driving in Pennsylvania, and I had a traffic accident. So upon the accident... uh, the, the uh person that uh I had an accident with got out, he was okay, checked he was okay, and uh damaged his, his vehicle and uh about fifteen minutes later the uh cops came, took a report down, I informed what happened, and we were we were on our way. About a week later I get uh citations in the mail. Uh I I don't really know how to handle that. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean that happened to me in New York. Um I was on Fifth Avenue, cab driver, I was at a red light, um right in front of um Central Park right behind Mount Center Hospital, taxi driver comes through doing about sixty um on Fifth Avenue, smashes my mirror. He drives about four blocks, um, then he backs up and comes back after he let his passengers out of the car and said, Ah, it's just a little fender bender Let's exchange numbers and so on and so forth. Like, so I'm thinking, you know, you know his um cab company's gonna contact me and they're gonna cover the damages. I get a um I get a subpoena to show up for court for, you know, a hit and run. When this guy hit me, I'm at the red light, but he slipped it up. But I just done a conditional acceptance and kinda of dissolved the whole um issue. So, um well you're in Jersey? Did that happen in yes. Jersey?
8: No, it happened in Pennsylvania. Cause I drive trucks.
3: All right. So they're trying to try you with it.
8: Yeah. Well, they 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 hit me with
6: uh, the two citations were speeding and uh, reckless driving. How old are the citations? Uh,
8: right now they're a month old. Oh
3: yeah. yeah you uh, you're gonna have to. That's probably gonna be a mandatory court appearance. For anyone that's on the call right now, any kind of transaction of a security entrance, I don't care what it is, could be Walmart, could be a traffic ticket, could be child support, any transaction of a security entrance. What I mean by that, anything in contract law, it takes 72 hours, which is three days, before that contract becomes valid. So if we're going to resolve those, we want to resolve them within that time frame it'll be a lot easier otherwise we're going to have to go down and deal with it in court so yeah Dude. that true. Situ- you yeah, go ahead brother
6: yeah true indeed
8: that's why that's why you know I've been listening to you reading and studying and uh I understand the uh, 72 hour 3 days, but like they sent it in the mail so like it wasn't even presented to me on
6: site <laughs>
3: How long? Um, so that 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 was a um, slick scam. Um, if they sent yeah. it to me in the mail, I, I probably would have sent it back to them. Um, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, because that was intentionally designed not to give you enough time to respond. But exactly. you know, you could actually you, you could actually refuse that. But it's a little too late for that. But I mean, yeah. If, you, yeah. if you need coaching or something on that, yeah, you can shoot me an email. I Might be able to, I like, you know, help you out something on that, man. But. Yeah, that's too detailed for this call because it's going to be like a mandatory, like, court appearance. And now, since you really are a driver, you see what I'm saying? You are a driver because you transport either goods or something else, you know? So their statues actually apply to you. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. Because you are a driver. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, I would really have to look at you know the case and see what they're trying to charge you with, and so on and so forth, so right. yeah um right. yeah okay. i mean you can you, you can email me at the creditors debtors contracts at yahoo dot com yeah
1: uh,
9: yeah bad. usually
3: you usually traffic joints, uh yeah, I can make them go away, but if you're a driver, it might be a little um more difficult, yeah uh, exactly if someone go to the next caller. I'm washington d c you're unmuted. Call caller from DC, you're
6: unmuted. Washington DC, your your phone's unmuted. Is that anything you want to bring to the core? Guessing Um, Southwest Ohio, another person from Ohio right Do You have any questions? Anything you want to bring to the core? Muted. Caller in Texas. Um, one of the callers from Texas. Have any questions? Anything you want to bring to the call? Uh, yes. Saloon, hey, what's going on, kid? Are you there? Sounds like he just lost reception. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you.
11: Uh sorry about that. Service is poor. Real quick. I just ordered your uh the uh the one of your books on Amazon. I it was uh, I think you just released uh, volume 2.
14: Um I I was just
3: wondering
11: uh, is there any big difference between volume 1 and volume 2 cuz I'm probably going to get the second version as well.
3: Well, the volume 2 actually has probably about 60 more pages in it. So it has much more information in it. <clears throat> okay.
14: Okay, yes.
11: I'll be ordering that one real soon then. Uh, just starting to follow your information, and uh, I appreciate everything you're doing, and uh, that's all I got.
3: All right, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. All right, North Carolina, eastern North Carolina. Is that Shenador?
7: Uh, this is Shenandoah.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's you? Yes, sir. Uh, are you calling from Georgia or Georgia? Um... A North Carolina number.
7: No, this is definitely a North Carolina number. But
9: uh, I do right, don't
3: look right. in Georgia. So. I didn't even realize I had you muted. I, I had it somewhere unmuted from Georgia. Caller
6: from Georgia. You have any input, any questions, anything you want to bring to the core? Nope. Alright, Northwest Wisconsin. Caller from Wisconsin. You have any questions?
15: Shalom, uh, Tazak, yeah, I had a, a question about uh, secured party uh, creditor stuff. It, you, it, it, is it to your advantage to try and be uh, like a national status before you do your secured party filing? Be before you do what, brother? Um, be, before you file like your UCC, like one and stuff like yeah, those. Wait, what do you
3: mean? So me with me?
15: No. And the reason
3: I say that is because um, I want to make sure, because the name that's actually on the birth certificate, um, everything kind of like goes back to the birth certificate. So I want to make sure the name that's actually on the birth certificate, they don't misconstrue that with anything. Right? And what I mean by that is that that's what I use to discharge all of the alleged debts. So I would actually want to do so under that name. So I try to, you know, do the whole SPC process, and then any kind of name change or anything, I would actually do after that.
15: Okay, well, like getting like a foreign EIN, like before, like instead of just like a a normal one, is is that any advantage or or not? Well, I've really? never
3: I, I've never used a foreign EIN. I mean, I just you know um, used uh, um, just regular EIN. So I wouldn't be able to um, tell you about the foreign EIN. You know, I'm not a foreigner. So I don't see how that would actually help me. You know, I am, uh, I'm, uh, I'm indigenous to the land. So, hey, I want the EIN mm-hmm.
15: here. But and, like being being a national, is like, if you're indigenous, you're still not, like, you're, you're like a national, like, not, you're not a, a citizen, right? Of US well, I'm an American
3: national. I'm an American national.
15: Right, and If you right. define,
3: if you, if you define American, it clearly specifies what that is. Um um Mark, are you there? Uh hold on. Mark.
6: Yes, I'm still
3: here. Yeah, 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 you, you got any of your um your books on you before you? Um with the definition uh, of American in it?
12: Well actually Let's see I don't know if it, it says what well, actually what it says is the term American it it'll say uh like in the Websters nineteen twenty eight it'll say um the term originally applied to um, the copper color aboriginals found on on America by Europeans, but now applied to Europeans born in America. So that's what the definition of American is. So, and that's taken from Webster's, Noel
5: Webster's 1928 American. Dictionary
6: that dictionary So it's not like something it's not
12: something that we made up now. I'm gonna tell you, um for people like when everybody uh don't get caught up in the whole um uh and being a national um because there was it's not like saying that you if you're an American. There's two two Americans. Well, there's several Americans, but there's two Americans that will make you, like, national, all right? Uh, first American is blood heritage, and we just explained that. Now, the second one is under the jurisdiction of, of the United States of America, which is E Pluribus Unum, which was a jurisdiction...
3: Definitely Elaborate different.
12: on that a little bit, so they could understand what you're saying. All right, e, um, e pluribus unum. E pluribus unum. Out of many, you know, out of many, one. Um, German, Dutch, French, English, uh, Italians, uh, the, the 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 European nations that uh that um were here on America were all. Um, because they all have the same most of them have the uh, same or what I want to say similar lineage in which they were just bought uh, they were moved around Europe and bought out of Europe in different ways same families speaking different languages so um, even on this side they they represent what 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 you hear in uh, Lincoln when he says the union he yeah. had to save the union the union was that European workers guild that actually was on loan in America to America for the purpose of working and and, and stuff and and um, stimulating trade back with Europe the whole the um. Like the Civil War was fought to the, the kill off a bunch of the Europeans that knew the deal, and that they that they knew would would um because they was never gonna go back to Europe. They was here having too much fun, and and they want and they had to kill off the ones who were willing to um, fight to be free and then that's why after after the civil war and then after um 1870s um came that huge migration of europeans here because it was they were were to come here to work and uh consequently subsequently or whatever um world war 1 and 2 were uh were all fought to wipe out the knowledge of these migrations and for why and for what reason, you know. And, um, but as usual, you know, as in like Buffalo soldiers and, um, Tuskegee Airmen and wherever else, we always seem to, um, be somehow in the background doing a lot of helping. Things go on. So, the world has a way of looking at us like we're hypocrites, black hearted hypocrites. Cause one moment we're crying that, um, you know, that we're being oppressed yet. We'll show up in that in uniform and, and shoot fire out you and your village. You know, if we go, if we go unemployed for two weeks. So, um, but you know, that, that, that's, that's a whole something else that we could go into. But, um, as far as being a national, two ways be a national is through natural, through being a national blood pedigree, and through naturalization. So um, that's why I stressed earlier you have to know how government works because uh, um, on North America the people are the government. As soon as you look, as government is outside of you, and you didn't appoint that person as government. Somebody's running a job on you. That's simple enough. Anything else, Doc?
6: No, I mean <laughs> good. Let's see. And you have no and you have no
12: and you have no rights that you can't express.
3: Yeah, That's um, simple well, enough. If- Cooler from um,
6: Texas. Um, you have any questions? You're muted. Mid-South East Texas. You have any questions? No. Any? Hey, slow, slow, peace. You said no. Correct. Right. Right. What? about Maryland? Have any questions? Hey brother, how you doing? Hey Salome, Salome, what's going on? Sister, peace, peace, peace. <clears throat>
16: hey, I jumped over here after getting out of work late, so um, I don't have any questions yet. I just want to thank all y'all.
3: Hey, this Kimberly.
16: Yeah, Ko. How you doing? Hey, what's going
3: on? <laughs> I'm just snowed in. I'm good. I'm, I'm just snowed in. I'm, I'm
13: done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hurt them I'm all, man. In. <laughs> I need a new one. I need a new jump. <laughs> All
3: right. Um, D C caller from DC, got any questions, any statements, any gripes, complaints, anything?
6: they still not talking. And hey, Merlin. Um, no... Who's that? Caller from D C.
2: Yes, um, I had a question. Yeah. I, yeah, my, my child's father, he just, he's in federal prison. And I've been trying to get him to sign the affidavit to rescind that he is the paternal father of our son. We have three children. He's the only one that he signed a certificate for. Because I was reading the indigenous law saying that if an indigenous woman marries a or has a child with, A citizen, that child automatically becomes a citizen of the state. Do I have to wait for him to do that or can I just
6: do that? I could possibly just do it on my own, correct? You want to answer that, Mark? Marcus, you there? Oh, my bad. Yo, Marcus. Yeah, you had me muted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
12: even know <clears throat> yeah, yeah. it. All right. Um primarily in law, um, the, the condition of the mother is the condition of the child. Um what if if, if 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 you guys don't have a marriage contract, a marriage certificate or something, it it is it, is believed that you everything is registered under your under your original account.
2: Okay, and that was the other thing. I had tried when we first had him because he was early. I had I knew all of these things, so I tried to just say that we were just American. And they basically told us that I couldn't put that down. I had to go back and change some forms that somewhere along the line it was admitted that I was a U.S. citizen, which I've never done that on my own. So, but they ended up printing two birth certificates for him. He has two, like the form that they sent. I have two of them, two different names, because he changed his name multiple times because he was in the NICU for two weeks. So I can just take any one, basically. Well, the one that... Hold hold on, hold
12: on, hold on, hold on one second. Could you back up about 10 seconds? Okay. All right.
2: He He was in the NICU, and because he wasn't named in the NICU, they sent one form where basically... They, the name that his father called him and then the name that I called him. So I'm trying to figure out basically is there two different, there may be two different certificates for him altogether. Because I looked at the oh filing numbers and there are two different numbers. And then when I tried to, because okay. when I was in the hospital, we didn't do like a birth certificate. They just asked for the paternity form. We only filled out the affidavit of paternity. All right. So... Is that even the con- is that the contract, or like
12: well does like that they, even they don't count? need believe it or not, believe it or not at this point at this point you gotta realize what you're dealing with they don't need many points of uh uh a uh, contact to um to create their their instruments now here here's here's the approach that I look at these uh whether it's birth certificate or social security card. Um I look at it like this. Um first first gift given to you by your mother is life. Second gift given to you is that nom de Gear that people call a name, you know, that attribute. Now you name that attribute and you're given that attribute at some point. Is that actually you? No. No, it's not, right? Right, in his you case, know, it
2: definitely wouldn't be. All right,
12: because I call do something
2: completely different than what is documented. It's, it's yeah,
12: oh, I got you. Now, what I'm telling you is, it's like that. That nom de gear, it, that, that, that name, that nom the gear in Lagos, you're going to hear different names for it, right,
9: mm-hmm.
12: represents, represents an estate Or represents an attachment to an estate, which is actually your estate, and attaching the child to that estate. Because somewhere on some paperwork, they have you and your maiden name, right? Right. Right. And all the children will be listed under that.
6: So now... Don't do so much... Remember, this is a
12: thought process. It's not It's not difficult. You, right, have to establish uh, an x rail relationship with first your name and who you are. And you have to establish... That person has to show up as a third-party intervener in the matter because it's basically you just saying, oh, no, I I didn't came to my senses. I can't be that person anymore. I'm going to be this person. No different than when we're 13 and 14 and, you know, get tough and change our name and change our whole persona. You just can't go back to being that old person, okay, and you have to and you have to administratively be willing to follow through on things, little reading so that you understand the rules of things. It's okay. not that difficult. you understand what I'm saying? yeah, no different it's It's the exact same thing it's the exact same thing that when we were young teenagers and changed our names when we go from being just, you know, Brian to B-Rock. And your whole persona change, and everything changes cuz your mind change, cuz your mindset changes. It's the exact same thing. Except you're not trying to get over. You're just trying to understand how it works so you can maneuver with it properly.
1: So I guess I
3: kind of miss I guess I kind of missed the um question like what exactly is she attempting to do? Like, what are what are you? What are you trying to do, sister?
2: I'm. Um, well, one, I wanted to get the father off because I thought maybe by reading what I read that he would be under his jurisdiction. And, means...
12: and I had and I explained to her that the that the condition of the mother is the condition of the child. If you're not married to the father. Mm-hmm. With, with, which, would join, which would be a joint of your assets under their under their, you know, estate or whatever like that. You know, the condition of you is condition of the child. That's law. So that means if soon as you wake up and become free, your children are free along with you. Okay. You understand what I'm saying, so even those names that you name your children right mhm you have a right to deal with the with you know the with the with the ex- you know with the XRL relation of your child to those instruments that were create that were related i mean i mean created because they're not related but those instruments were created as a representation. Now, here's the other thing. Remember, none of the people in these places that you call government in these offices created those offices. So the first thing you have to do is make sure that they are who they say they are. You have to ask questions. And by ask questions, you would be surprised how many answers you get when you ask the right questions. You know, when oh. you send a writ into these people, just take, you know, taking the time to understand what the writ process is and stuff like that. We're gonna go into all of that. You know, um, if you don't mind me saying, like one of the one of the issues that we have. Is that when people come into this information, more times than not, they come into this information when they're going through something. You understand it's what I'm saying? Some, yeah, some form of chaos or something. And what I'm saying is, you may be the perfect mother. You 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 may want all the right intentions, but you, what what has to happen is you have to understand that where you were operating was on a was on a was on a F'd up platform that eventually just the way the wheels turn it was going to be you one day do you understand what i'm saying
9: mm-hmm. so
12: so so what has to happen is you just have to these things not even that difficult and, and the information is not even buried that deep and and, and, and you'll find out that at first, and I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna be more frustrated that more people don't get it than it than, than than the fact that you didn't understand. Because when you have something that you're fighting for, it just makes more sense to you. So, like like in, in situations where you when you're trying to strike stuff and separate things, um, you know, if you're trying to separate. The child from their father, you know, you, you might not want to try okay. to do it through anything that they got going on.
1: Okay, because
12: it's so. Could you understand? Because like, what, what are you really trying to separate them from? Right. You know, if, if he ain't a monster, what you do? you separating from?
3: Oh, so so so. Let me get this. Yeah. I, I guess I must have missed it. So she's trying to. Dissolve
12: the father's name, paternity. Is that yeah, 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 or something.
2: Yeah, basically, state released him, and somehow or another, I sat in the courtroom. I was trying to get his attention to let him know she released you. Like she's telling you to motion the court, and she like she left, she changed jurisdictions, all that. And I'm in the back, like pay attention. And somehow or another, they released him. He signed something, and federal picked him up. So and I, I tried to get his mom to like, hey, they released him. Somebody pay attention. I'm not gonna do it because I don't want to put myself. I don't want to be connected with him. And nobody hey, pay attention. Well, to say, this is I, 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 he ain't
12: to them. Baby girl, let me tell you something. When they attacked, when they attacked him, they was attacking you. So what, whether you want that smoke or not, you got that smoke.
9: Mhm.
12: You understand what I'm saying? So, like, like this is the way this is going to work, right? What what you're going to do is, is, is you're going to study and you're going to get feeding inf- information to him. You're going to, you know, because it's – let me tell you what you don't start doing. You don't start trying to dissolve relationships and stuff because technically that's what all this is designed to do. To leave you imbalanced and broken and separated from from yourselves, from from your from your child, from, you know, from your children's
5: father.
9: Mm-hmm. You know. I mean,
5: now here's what I'm gonna say, right? I have no idea what's going on. You understand what I'm saying? Right. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I've seen
12: a lot. Right, and I know that sometimes that people just get raw deals. So, like, because I don't know anything, I'm gonna tell. I'm. 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 I'm gonna take. I'm gonna make you and you get the assumption he's getting raw deals because I know people getting the raw deals. But what I what I'll tell you is, don't you ever lose the spirit.
5: Because it's in that spirit where all the keys are. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. When, when, when things look darkest and bleakest, is where the most
12: keys and the most shiny, where all the shiny keys are.
5: Yeah. Because you have to go in there because you have to sure. go deep within yourself to find things. Yeah. So um, you
3: pretty much sister, you, are you um, you're trying to just change the name of your, I guess sons or daughters from the father's last
2: name. I'm kind of, that I was trying to like basically establish my status so that I could go back and go back and basically fight on his behalf, pretty much to get him released.
3: Oh, fight for the father.
2: Yeah, because yeah. he don't pay
3: attention.
6: Uh, she said it. But, she hold told. On, me. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs>
3: how, how, how would you do that by changing? I, I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit confounded here. So he was going to change your last name or your children's last name?
2: Well, first my son. Well, reading the laws that they have here in my state, he my son would have been under his jurisdiction. Hey, what state are you in? Right now, I'm in Maryland, but I was born in D.C. He's in D.C. Right, all right,
3: all right, all right. So when you say he, who, are you talking about your son's father?
2: Yes, and then we're within the 10 miles of the White House. We within, we within the 10 miles. All
3: right. So you was going to change the son's last name to um, to help fight for the father? I'm a little
7: bit confused with that.
2: No, I was going to rescind the affidavit of paternity that says that he was his father, just to make sure that he didn't get him back up once he was released, or if not, if he couldn't get released.
6: That he didn't give him back up? What? um.
2: No, I want to have. We basically he just, he basically said just take him off the birth certificate. He was like just take him off if you're not gonna do birth, child support or anything, take him off, take me off. And I was like, you know, I'm not. You can't like if you even if they give you a chance to get released, and you can't do anything. You're gonna go back. So I was gonna just get him. We have three kids. He's the son is the only one who's he he even signed. The daughters, he kind of, like, he was like, whatever, eventually when they get married, it's going to change anyway. But he wanted the son to pass everything on, so we did that. But when he got put where he is, because I wanted to kind of, like, do, like, switch over my status to become his power of attorney because nobody's paying attention to the fact that he was released. Like, she actually said you can go home. (laughs) I'm trying to basically get him out. At this point, nobody's trying to help with anything. And when I tell his mom that, like, she was like, well, I think she won't do the affidavit or anything. She won't even go in and try to change her status to help get him out. So I'm kind of like, well, I'll just, we'll get married on the outside, and I'll go back and get you if I can. If I act on your behalf, there's not nothing they can do. And at the same time, I've been trying to get him to say, you're not, uh, like, Say who you are on the outside, not what that paper say. But he don't get it.
3: So. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you might want to shoot me an email on that. I might be able to actually give you some guidance once I get like a clear understanding of like, okay. exactly what it is that you're trying to do. Um. I, I don't know if you're in the chat room, but the email is in the chat
6: room. The website. So we're gonna move on. Um. Caller from New York City. Um. Have any questions? Anything you want to add to the call? Caller from New York City, Brooklyn. Caller from New York City. Do you have anything you want to add to the call? No. Um, nothing going on in the gardens, I guess. Um, <clears throat> um, North Carolina, you got any questions? Anything you want to add to the call? Any-
10: Greetings, really, this is this American Bay, copyright trademark. I got a question that I asked you. Uh, you said nationality. Um, so you say you have to be a nationality American, American nationality, right? That's what you said?
3: American nationality? That doesn't even make sense.
10: Well, you said something about nationality, at court. <coughs> so well, it was on if, if you
6: don't... If you don't... If you don't
3: understand what I say. I could actually even try to repeat what I stated.
10: Well, can you repeat what you stated
3: then? I've stated a lot. I don't, what exactly um, are you talking about? The school's been going on for an hour and a half, but I didn't say anything about American nationality. That doesn't even make sense. I may have said an American national.
10: That's what, you, that's what I meant, American national.
6: Okay. What's
10: the definition of American national? What's that? What is the definition of American national?
3: Well, why don't you go and look it up? It seems to me that you're coming with controversy under debtor status, and I don't entertain that type of energy.
10: I'm not coming under, under uh, debtor status. I'm a secure party, just like you are.
6: How do you know that I am?
10: You are
3: What does that have to do with the price of coffee in Brazil? What is your point? Why are you suggesting that I go and look that up or tell you what it is? Why can't you? If you're a secure party, if you're actually in your proper status, then you should already know what that is.
6: Just you just question. said something.
3: You just, well, and I'm providing my feedback to that particular question, and you mentioned something about you thought that we was all moors. Um, What do you mean? Are you talking about someone that actually goes and stands in a right angle foot position? Or do or you mean more from the true sense of the word? Say, when you, when you start to use words, I think you're starting to try and catch spells at me. And the energy that you're sending it out at, I'm pretty sure that you're trying to catch spells.
10: I'm just asking you a question. That's all I'm asking you.
3: But are you asking me a question that's actually rhetorical or because you really don't know the answer?
10: I'm asking you a question. Okay, but
3: I ask you a question. Are you asking me a question because it's rhetorical or it's a question that you really need an answer to? Because if it's rhetorical, I don't see the purpose of a question because you're not anticipating an answer. Or if you're asking me a question to cause
6: controversy, that's debtor energy. I don't entertain that or any sort of polemics. So if you want to behave like a debtor, this is not the appropriate forum for you. Call in North Carolina. You got any questions, anything you want to bring to the call? Northeast California, you got anything? Call in South Carolina. You have any questions? Anything you want to add to the call? Hey Marcus, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here.
3: See that was one of your Moors, um, brothers,
12: which is a bad representation of the Moors. No, 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 no. You know what? No, yeah, that's bad. I'm I'm a little
1: I'm a little I'm
12: a little I'm a little upset because I, I you know, I stepped away from the phone and I couldn't get back to it quick enough to unmute myself. You know, okay. I I would have gladly came in. You know I'm 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 not you know, I I ain't with the you know. Actually, I am with it, but you know, I I ain't about that. Ne- negative energy is no good, man. I don't like yeah. controversy. Um,
3: caller from South Carolina, you have any questions? Any statements you might want to make? Might, might want to question my status, like the
6: um,
9: <laughs>
6: the previous caller. Hello. Hello.
4: Yes. Sloan. Peace, how are you? How's it up? I'm
6: good. Again. How
4: are you? I'm well. Um, I have a question. This is April. Um, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize your
1: voice.
4: <laughs> so I have child support court in the morning. Um, They made an attempt on trying to serve me, but they were unsuccessful in it. They say that I never updated my correct information with the courthouse. However, when I supplied them with affidavits, it had my correct mailing location of where I reside. So there was no excuse, but I guess they didn't look through my records. So my son's father sent me a picture of the letter that he got um, saying that, I have court that he's going to be coming to court and, you know, that the court date is tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. So if I didn't know, then they would have issued an warrant for my arrest. So I'm just, I submitted the,
6: the, let me look at your book. It was the writ of notice, I think it was. Let me see. Um,
4: it was, a, I think, a writ of notice, a special appearance. It was like several different captions on it that I submitted to them. I didn't get a response and I clearly put in there that I was looking for a response. They submitted it to the child support part of the um the office. I went over to the child support part and I asked Delaney, um, are they gonna give me a response? She said, well, you put for it to be read into the record if the plaintiff allows that i said yeah i did put that but if you would have read it then you would see that i was waiting on a response She said um well there's nothing that i can do about it so i said okay i will be turning in the um the notice of default which i've also typed up as well i'm going to be turning that in on tomorrow i'm just trying to figure out this is my first time going through this so one, I'm trying to figure out how to handle this situation in the morning. I will admit I am a bit nervous. I I am. I just so so let me ask you
6: this. Let me, let me
3: ask you this, though, April. So, like, you're sending notice of default. So like, how many times have you put them on notice?
4: I sent one one time. Well, I haven't sent a notice of default yet. I'm going to be placed, um, turning in it in the morning.
6: Yeah, so the
3: the procedure that I use is I'll typically send in, let's say, like, you send in something to someone. It's the same process that they use against us. Like, I'll send in a notice, right? If they ignore my notice, which a lot of them typically do, that works in my favor. Why? Because it's actually the court, um, what you do outside of court, kind of determines who's going to win in court, who keeps the best records. So if I notice them and they ignore that, what do they just do? They just went in dishonor. So I'll wait 10 additional days, then I'll notice them again. And so I'll wait another 10 additional days, and I'll notice them again. So that's three notices. So I'll send them a notice, then I'll, which is actually a notice of four. When they don't respond, I send them a notice of fault, 10 days. I wait another 10 days. I give them an opportunity to cure that fault, another 10 days. It's 20 days. Then, when they don't respond to that, I'll send a notice of default. So, there's a difference between a notice of fault and a notice of default. Most people don't know that. Most people don't want to study. So, now I've I noticed them three times. So, I've given them more than ample enough time to respond. And so since all of these courts are dealing with contracts, um, it's not really what they say, it's what they do. If I have a record showing that, hey, I gave this um, organization due process of law, they ignored my notices. So I have a contract that now I can take into the court, schedule a hearing, and get a default judgment against them. Why? Because they went in dishonor by ignoring my notices. And was my notice is valid? Yes, because there was actually already a contract in place. So they can ignore it, but when they ignore it, it works in my favor. But that, that whole process has to be carried out appropriately on the public side, which means you have to move it to the court and for educational purposes get the default judgment. Because even if they decided to show up in the court, they're going to have to answer to the black role. Well, why didn't you respond to the notices? And for people that are saying that this doesn't work, it works. Works for me every time. Works for the other people. It's just on how you
6: handle it. Okay. Got anything you okay. want to add to that, Marcus? And Marcus, you got anything you want to add to that?
5: No, not, not at all. All
6: right. Go, go ahead, right. Um,
12: April.
4: Okay, so. So the next step would be me sending two more notices out and I'll wait a ten day time span and then after that then I'll send then I'll send out a notice of fault and then a notice of default.
3: Right. I mean that's what I do. I really okay. can't tell you what to do, I can actually only tell right. you how yeah.
4: Right. I have one more question. Um I wanted to file a habeas corpus
3: habeas
4: corpus excuse
3: me A habeas corpus yeah go ahead
4: habeas, habeas corpus thank you
9: sure.
4: um, I wanted to file that now I'm still reading up and learning and everything Um, how to position it and everything out on the paper would I be filing that with the Supreme Court because from what I've gathered that's what I'm assuming or do I file it first with the local tribunal.
3: I mean, but why are you fil- filing the habeas corpus? Like, what, what, what's your um, what's your strategy for filing the habeas corpus?
4: Um, I personally feel as if I've, because I told you the other night, I missed it. I missed my appeal window. And besides that, I feel like I've exhausted all of my other revenues to use. I've challenged the jurisdiction. They've ignored it. Um,
9: mm-hmm.
4: I, I've i sent in the integratory, and the attorney went over it. Like, the way she answered it was just so wrong. Like, she, she'll say that, well, the plaintiff can't answer that because that is vague and ambiguous. And I'm just like, Okay. How? So I feel like I've exhausted all of my my other methods.
6: So I know that this would be a good way to get their attention. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well I I don't I don't know where um I don't know that I would file a habeas corpus and that hey Mark, are you listening, sir? Uh, I don't, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't file a habeas corpus in that particular situation. Like,
3: um, um, that's kind of like saying, "Show me the body" when you're, you're, you're filing a um, habeas corpus. Um, I'm not sure your strategy for like filing that, so I don't know that I necessarily would agree to that. That's why I kind of like I show your strategy.
4: Well, the strategy is I'm trying to do everything I can do to get my son back into my possession. Um, I'm just trying to find remedy right now at this point. And I was looking up some other case laws online, and I saw one particular case here in South Carolina where this young girl had a baby with a guy, and she, her parents didn't want her to keep it, so she signed papers to adopt the baby, but she, the way she made it to where it was like an adhesion contract or like she didn't completely sign it. She wrote on there something. I can't remember exactly what it was. And months went by, it was in a six to, six month time span. And when those months went by, she decided she wanted her baby back. So she, you know, petitioned the other party for the baby they refused to give the baby back. She filed affidavits, and she had an attorney, and she did all of that. So eventually the last step that she did was file the habeas corpus, and I think she sent that out to the Supreme Court. When it when she sent it back out to the Supreme Court, um, they reviewed it, and then they went over it, and they said that um, they couldn't say that she abandoned the baby because she asked for the baby back within a six-month time span they try to like do like child support stuff and everything, and they said that there was no means for her to pay blah 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 because there was an arrangement set up with the supposedly adoptive parent,
6: so like my strategy is just finding remedy to getting what I need, and that's my son. And they did grant her for her baby to return to her. The baby was returned. Greetings, you guys.
4: And that was, that was after the fact that the tribunal denied her of her appeals and her affidavits and everything. They said that she
6: abandoned the baby. But the Supreme Court ruled otherwise Hello
9: uh.
6: I can still hear you. Um, Maybe they're taking care of some kind of technical issue. Stand by. Senator, you can hear me? Hello? I, I can hear you now. There, there was no response
7: uh, earlier, which is why I just told her that I can hear her. So she's still on and
6: just to stand by and wait. Huh. But, there, but wait. we didn't hear anything from yeah. you at that time.
3: Um, yeah, um, Yeah. that's going to be like a um, kind of long process. Like, that's not something that you could kind of, like, resolve over the phone, but I don't see, like, how a habeas corpus would actually help that um, particular situation. I've seen someone try to do that before, but it didn't really work out. Um, The other lady that you said I worked for, I would like to know how a habeas corpus, like, really help her get support back. But, yeah, that's a situation you're going to actually have to deal with, like, like not on this core. it's like really, really um
6: detail. It's gonna take a lot of attention. But um yeah, what's show Um Sean, are you on the core? Anyone else have any um question or anything you wanna bring out?
9: Yes, I have a question. Who's that?
3: It's
14: brother Yassir from Chicago. Uh, all right, go ahead, brother. I am
9: trying,
14: I am trying to uh, get my original birth certificate. And every time I request it from Vital Records, I get a uh, a copy. They keep sending me a copy of my birth certificate. It, so I'm trying to find out is there any other place where I can go to uh, get my
6: original birth certificate. Where, where are you trying to get it from? Uh, vital records. So
3: when you say the original birth certificate, what exactly do you mean? Like, what, is, what are you referring to? With the time, date,
14: uh, location where I was
3: born, all that stuff. All that information is not on the copy. Yeah, so when you request it, are you requesting the short form or the long form? Uh, I believe short form, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, You want to request the long form. It has much more information on it.
14: Okay. And I can get that
3: through vital records? Yeah, I mean, that's generally the most um, effective places to get it is vital statistics they may call it um, vital records in Chicago. I, I'm not sure. But, yeah, that's you. Know, especially if you could get it in the um, county in which you was born, it will usually have more information on it. Okay.
14: All right, I'm going to try that. I'm going to make sure I look out for that, uh, the loan and see if that works. All right, man. Thanks.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm following Call from Maryland, You have any questions? No, not yet. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's you. All right.
3: Oh yeah. So um, yeah, I talked. Um, by the way, um, Snowden. Uh, I, I talked to um one of the people that you were telling me about over there. So I'm gonna yeah. be like, yeah, I'm gonna be um, I reached out and I'm gonna be doing something there soon. So I'll let you know.
9: Awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So it's kinda like for that little group. It's like a little Mm -hmm. secret group or whatever. So yeah, I'm gonna be doing something there soon. So I'll let you know.
2: Awesome. Whatever you need,
6: let me know, man. All right, all right, yeah. So, um Um, South Jersey, have any questions? Any statements
3: you wanna make?
0: Yeah, um this is Debbie again. I um I wanted to ask you, can you elaborate on subrogation? I'm trying to um, understand when it's best to use it in, in court, when it's not best to use it in
1: court.
3: Well, do you understand what it is? Like, I mean, because no. a lot of people, I, I hear that phrase coming up a lot. A lot of people want to go, oh, yeah, what about subrogation? And they, yeah. don't really, um, they don't really understand what that actually is. So no, do you I, know why you would actually even use subrogation?
0: I, I I've heard the word, of, you know, being used and thrown around, but I want to uh, ask a logical person or, or a person uh, as yourself with knowledge. Um, can you explain that?
3: Yeah, I mean, so typically, an insurance company will use subrogation, right? Because what you're doing, um, the the reason that a creditor will actually use subrogation is because When you're using that tactic, you're essentially saying that someone else is going to be responsible for something that may belong to another portion. So in that case, the subrogation would be making a distinction between you, the living soul, and the artificial being or the straw man or the debtor or the syndicate trust. So when you're doing like a subrogation, you're saying that, all of these charges that you're bringing against that um, corporation right there, that debtor, that I, the attorney, in fact, is going to actually handle that. So there's a separation. So they will actually never be able to bring charges against the um, the creditor or the living soul. That's basically okay. when people talk about that segregation, that's what their motive is. That's what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to establish.
0: Okay, thank you for that.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, what do you why why are you wanting to use that? Like, I mean,
0: no, I um I, I don't want to use it. I just wanted to understand cuz like I said, I I've, I've seen the word a few times. Um I follow groups um about law and all that and they, you know, uh some people bring that up and I'm like, well, <clears throat> you know, they won't elaborate on it. So, you know, I'm trying to do some research on it, you know, to figure out, you know, how is it used? I mean, when to use it, when not to use it. That's why I. asked. you use something
15: like that on
11: a traffic ticket?
0: Right, a traffic ticket or a parking ticket, stuff like that.
11: Is that
3: uh, was that a question? Like,
0: yes, 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 yes that was a question. I mean, so so uh, so
3: basically, so to make it clear, just so everyone on the um call could comprehend it, like you're essentially substituting, it's like a substitution of one person in the place of another, you know, which reference to like a lawful claim. So you see how, like, when when we go in, right, so you got to understand trust law to really understand this. Like when we go in, the charges are never against us, the living soul, unless right. we've actually already created some kind of joinder. And what I mean by that, So listen how, someone mentioned traffic ticket, right? So let me show you how you create Joinder with a traffic ticket. Like the constable on patrol pulls you over, um, and then, you know, one of the first things he'll say is driver's license registration. Sometimes he'll say insurance. Like why is he asking you for those things? Is because if you pull out the driver's license, he'll say, do you still live at this address? Why is uh-huh. he doing that? Why is he asking you that? He's asking you that because he's trying to create gender. He's trying to get you to admit that you are the artificial entity that's on that commercial instrument. Why? Mm-hmm. Because now you will come from the private side and you go on the public side. And so now they could deal with you because now you're operating in commerce because they just move you from the private side to the public side. And everything is always against the straw man. It's always against the artificial person, but we stand in its place. Why? Because we create joinder. Or he asks you for ID. Why did he ask for ID? Identification. When you look it up in law, it means to make the scene. So when he asks you for driver's license and you still live at this address, he may not even say is yet yet you. Because if you're saying that you still live at that particular address, you're already saying that's you, so now he's actually already entrapped you and because you just admitted that, well, yeah, I'm that person mm-hmm. on the driver's license. And then let me show you how discombobulated people will be. Then they'll go to court and they'll argue jurisdiction and say that they're not the person on the
6: driver's license. You see that?
9: Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, thank you for
6: that. Yeah, Yeah, you're
3: welcome. Master key, what's going on? You want it to be unmuted? Well, you got question statements,
6: anything like that? Master my key, you're unmuted.
16: Hey, greetings, you guys. How are you guys?
9: Good, good.
16: Can you guys hear me? Hello? Yes, we can hear you. All right, well basically what I want to say is uh I told when you mean su- subrogation, right? You said subrogation, not segregation, right?
3: Right, you said subrogation.
16: Okay. And that's inter- that's an interesting topic, you know, um to actually speak about um um what was I going to say? Pretty much, um, I, I totally agree with what you just said, the host or whoever we're just talking right now. That is something very important, you know, with the driver's license and, and the whole joiner thing, you know. It's pretty much, uh, uh, basically, it's uh, basically, what we got to do is, you know, we got to go in there and just pretty much ask a couple questions, don't you think? You know, like, who's the one making the claim? You don't think that it would be more easier as to what, as to, like, you know, who's the one bringing the claim like the state is, you know, like, The states of fiction, apparently. Is that true?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, you could do that. But sometimes, like we had a caller. I'm not sure how long you've been on the call. um, We had someone earlier that said that the black world didn't allow them to speak. Um, When they try to challenge even or speak anything, um, he said, are you so-and-so? And And if you're not, we're going to issue a warrant for his arrest. So we never got to that
6: part. Given that particular situation, what would you do? If you weren't allowed to speak? I mean, because well, I've seen it before. I've seen, like, the prosecutor go on for, like, 10 minutes, then the black robe talk for about 15 minutes, and they end the um, case right there. How do you handle that?
16: I, I, as in, like, the guy, The when you mean black robe, are we talking about the judge?
6: Well,
3: I don't like to refer to them as judges because they're not all judges. Many of them are magistrates, and there is a difference. So I just refer to them as a black robe. Yeah, the guy in the priest, um, the the guy in the priestly costume that's dressed like a priest. Yeah. Oh, so,
16: you know, I I think a black robe is a pretty cool thing. You know, because black black is the symbolism of attraction. You know, it's like it attracts. It sort of attracts. Uh, black means attract, and white means reflect. And so, you know, when 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 you're speaking out to these so-called judges or our brothers, I call them, um, they're actually taking into consideration for like speaking. You know, they attract everything we're saying to them. And um, and 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 I think it's easier to go in there and, you know, as a friend of the court, and uh, help them assist the matter. Emicus you
3: know, Coray. Oh. So you're going in as Emicus Coray.
9: Yeah,
3: I believe so. That's Latin. That's for friend of the court. So if you're going as friend of the court, that means you're going in to speak on someone else's behalf, not yours. Yeah,
16: yeah in the matter of. Okay, continue. And um, you know, all these, all these, all, all these courts are administrative court to uh, assist the bankruptcy of the United States. <laughs> And, and and so when we go in there as a friend of the court to help settle these matters, you know, instead of settling the matter, then I think we have an opportunity to, uh, uh, for the judge or the brothers to, uh, understand where we're coming from, you know, they know us by our fruits. And, um, I think that, uh, it's easier to go in there instead of making any claims or any statements, we ask, Hey, when can I meet the one who's making the claim that I laid a claim? You see, now there's no controversy there. Instead of going
7: in Well, there and they- that, that actually still is controversy because if you haven't established a status at first, you're still going to be put in the same place no matter how respectful or nice you are trying to be. You're still going to be handled the way that they feel like they should handle you because you don't have anything on record, which is basically the situation from earlier. If the black robe did not give you an opportunity to speak. It will not allow you to establish anything as far as jurisdiction or your status because they skip that. That's what Tazadak is trying to find out. How would you handle that? And being nice per se, with all due respect, that's not going to change anything. In yeah, opinion, well, I
3: mean, I kind of kind of grasps what he's saying.
7: Um.
3: He's saying, you know, go in as a friend of the court. But typically, if you're going in as friend of the court, amicus curiae, then you're going in, and you're going in to speak on the behalf of a debtor that don't know how to present themselves properly or about to get themselves um, in trouble. For example, if um, Shenador is going in and say, hey, don't do that, Shenador, You're about to give them um, jurisdiction over you. You're about to put yourself in the status of a defendant. Once you place yourself under the status of a defendant, the judge owns you. That's my defendant. So he comes in as amicus curé. But he's saying, there's something that I've said in the past, um, does anyone in the court today have a claim against me? If not, I'm going to be leaving. If someone in the court has a claim against me, um, please present that under oath
6: or under affirmation. But some people don't. I mean, the, the caller earlier said that they didn't get to that.
16: I can relate. I can relate to that story, actually. That's happened to me. I've done the same thing, actually. And you know, I go on. This is make. You know, if anyone here is make has a claim on me. If you know, where's the controversy concerning me? I said, you know. And if there's no controversy concerning me, I guess my business here is done. And and you know, I turned around and left. And I told the judge, "Love you, brother." I turned around and and, and walked away. Next thing you know, <laughs> I got the judge. I, I I got the judge. I got the judge saying, oh, Gene, uh, he said the name right." The oh the name's not responding. I'm gonna issue a warrant for his arrest.
9: Right, I, right.
16: And so I turned around. I turned. I turned back around. And I said, "In the matter of you know the name, I believe I'm here. How can I help you?" And we, me and him, started going back with the name game. You know, like, hey, well, you know, what evidence you have that I'm that name? You know, anybody here that recognizes me like that? And and he said, uh, pretty much that he needed the public. Def- he needed the public defender. And I told him, hey, judge, you know, would it make you happy if uh. I signed some. Uh, if I signed a public defender for that name, and he said yes, and I said, all right, for, sh- I'll, I'll do it. You know, if it makes you happy. So I, uh, you know, I signed the paperwork, whatever. And then next thing you know, they take care of the charges. You know, they just need, you know. I think it was that simple.
7: So if I understand you correctly, when you went back after the judge made the statement that the warrant was going to be issued for your arrest and then you claimed, okay, you're here to resolve that matter. How did you go from that point to the resolution of the case if the judge isn't giving you an opportunity to speak on your property, your straw man's behalf? Like, how did you guys close that gap? So you signed something? Um,
16: he, I asked him, you know, I he wanted the public, he's all like, um, I need you to sign some, I need you to, uh, I need you to sign, you know, in order for you in court, in order for you to get a public defender, you know, anybody, they need to sign some, some paperwork to get a public defender. So I asked the judge, judge, will it, will it make you happy if I sign if I signed over a public defender for the name? And he said, yes. And I said, okay, you know, like, I didn't want to create a controversy. I said, sure. You know, he said, yeah, it'll make him happy, you know, for the name. And, and, and then he, next thing you know, the the public defender, I have a public defender for the name. And he says, well, he believes you're incompetent to handle these affairs. And I, and, and I pretty much said, well, you know what? I kind of, I agree, you know, how can I be competent to handle government affairs? And then after that, the, the, the public defender said, you know what? We'll give you a call if we need anything. And, um, um, if anything, we'll take care of it. And, uh, next thing you know, they, they just handled it. you know, I left and, and, and they handled it. I, I don't know what happened next, but they handled the, 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 the accounts.
9: Yeah.
7: Okay. So, I, I
16: walked
7: away. Yeah, I left. I got you. I got you. I, under, I, I understand, or I comprehend that process. If that's all that took place, that makes sense. Now, child That to me, it still would seem like they're given access, whatever he signed, to tap into his estate to resolve the matter or to discharge the the debt. Whatever it is that was signed. I'm not sure what that contract is, but I'll I'll uh, I'll look in that but but I do I, I see where you come from and, and you definitely uh clear that up with me.
16: Yeah and then you what, know, I left. What what was the hit, charges
3: what was the alleged charges brought against the um debtor?
16: Uh driving without a license and uh a high uh speed limit.
6: All right, and so, um, how long ago was that?
16: That was about probably like about six, probably like five months ago. Yeah, yeah. like five months ago, from uh, five, six months ago.
3: Well, which uh, which state were you in?
16: Uh, allegedly, the one known as California. Uh,
3: so, Lone, are you on the core? And
16: and I also have the recording. Yeah, I'm
3: so. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, Lona's actually dealing with a similar situation um kind of similar situation but um in your I, experience loan, have you actually um felt that to be so simplistic or do they try to give you the run around
13: that sounds
16: about right what he said though it, that because uh i i could have done it that and that would have been more simpler than the way i went about it you know what i mean yeah
6: But I mean, you he, he
16: threw him he threw him a, a con he threw him a conditional uh, acceptance and yeah yeah and that's it, it it worked
3: yeah I mean so but let me which what should I refer to you as um hey you um Master Mikey
16: uh you could call me uh, Jedi Mikey uh, I'll
3: just say hey you I like hey you better hey yeah so so um. Have have so you haven't received any kinda of, um any kind of presentment anything in the mail thereafter? Uh you haven't nope. received anything that state that the case was actually dismissed or anything like that?
16: I didn't get I didn't get anything, nope. And frankly yeah. it's like it has nothing to do with look like you know, it has nothing to do with me, so I frankly really don't care, you know. Like it has nothing to do with you know, rendered what is Caesar Caesars. And so, you know, it has yeah, to yeah, do with yeah. Me, have Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have
3: you checked the docket
16: sheet or anything like that? You know what? I, I actually haven't, actually. I have to look that
3: up. Yeah, yeah. it may be a good idea to check the docket sheet. You don't want to be a warrant to be sitting out there for your arrest. Because yeah,
16: they might be to put a warrant on, on the yeah. debtor or something.
3: Yeah, if these things are dismissed, typically um, you will get something stating or alleging that the um, case has actually been dismissed. So sometimes yeah. when this happens, you'll just see something resurface like out of the blue. I like didn't have anything to do. Hey, well, let's go over here and deal with, hey, you again. He walked out of my court. Let's, you know, you always want some sort of resolve in the end. But sometimes they give you, now, I've seen situations like that where they give you like this window of silence. And you got to know when to take that window and to just walk out and just leave it as yeah. that. But even if I do that, I always look back at the docket sheet to make sure that there's nothing floating around or I'll check and make sure that there's no outstanding warrants or something for the debtor's arrest. Because if there is, then I'm going to resolve that. I'm going to resolve that because I know that the warrant would be the original charging instrument of these new charges that they're trying to bring against me. So uh, I'll resolve it on that warrant.
14: Of the warrant, the case should be
6: done with, correct? Right. Okay. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's getting kind of late.
3: Um, anyone else have a question? <laughs> anyone else in the room have any kind of question or anything before we um, sign off? if anyone want to make a statement?
9: Well, No, can you no, no can debate. You? Yeah, what do you? you
5: Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to say this. You might want to. I don't know. Maybe do do, do answer this with, with a video or something like that, but because um, if not. I don't know how much, if you can do this quickly or not. But my question is basically uh, this: I mean, in order to uh, understand what is possible at various at various status levels, and uh, and assuming let's just say uh, uh, let's just say a person of your mindset, Brother Tom talks about knowing all that you know. Okay. I'm wanting to get – if even if at any of these levels, I mean at the debtor level or the STC level or the sovereign letter level, knowing all that you know in any of those places, what would be possible, uh, pros and cons, as a debt? What would be possible, pros and cons, as an STC? What would be possible, pros and cons? As a sovereign,
9: and how does the
5: name change
6: affect any of that? So, you said one would be the pros and cons as a debtor. There is, yeah, I
5: mean, there is, I'm no. saying I'm just I'm just trying to get a hypothetical because I'm trying to get an understanding uh, of these very, of the statuses of where they're living. I know the debtor is limited. I know that very limited. Well, debtor, but what well, I'm so, saying, so so
3: let's yeah, I got what you're saying. So. Let's look at it like this. Like, a debtor is a servant. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the the way it's saying a debtor is a nice way of putting it. Like, a debtor is like subservient. He's subject to the jurisdiction thereof, right? So that means there's a higher authority over you if you're in a debtor position, right? A servant Mm -hmm. is another word for a servant. It's like a slave. So mm-hmm. that being said, did the slaves slaves on the plantation did they have any rights? Could they own any bank accounts, anything like that? No, they couldn't. They didn't have any rights. They had to answer to the slaveholders. In this day and age, like the public policymakers or the slaveholders, they hold the slaves and they keep them in their corporate circles. So and these slaveholders are actually in a corporate ward status, just like. The slaves are in a corporate war status. Now, a lot of the people that you're referring to as debtors are indigenous to the land. So understanding that, and this is why status is all important. This is why I started talking about status from the beginning. So if a people is actually in a corporate ward status only because they don't really know who they are or where they're from, like – I can ask most people the um, the name of this um, country on the call. They probably couldn't tell me. They probably don't know the name of the country. Um, they probably don't know the name of their country. You know, so uh, people that don't know their true status, they abide kind of like what this um, this brother was saying that just finished talking. Uh, he had the understanding of, of how to play their little um, games, but some black wolves are not that nice. You know, let, hey, find them in contempt. As soon as you walk out, get him. I've seen it happen before. Um, so, but a debtor status is that of a slave. So there's no pros to that because you're either told what to do, you're going to pay a fine, or you're going to get locked up. That's a debtor. That's what they do. They take orders or they owe someone something. Now, the pros of being a secure party creditor, that means that you've actually awakened. And you've come, and it's not just about filing paperwork. You've got to know why you're filing, what you're filing, and you're basically saying, "Listen, understand that this United States is operating off of contracts. contracts. The United States is operating off of contracts, and so contract is actually governing everything around us. And so, in order for me to be acknowledged back in my proper status." I had to do with is known as a revocation of power of attorney because when I was born, my mother informed on me and gave the state authority over me by way of the birth certificate. And the birth certificate is where all of the other contracts come from. Make no mistake about it. The driver's license, every other kind of contract that you can think of, The Social Security number, stems from that birth certificate. So with that birth certificate, we gave the state, which are corporations, remember, because these states became corporate wards. They were nations. Initially, all states were actually nations. So they became known as nation states, and they became franchisees to the United States, which is the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., So with that, they all became corporations. And so now you have people that are sitting on seats um, like like these policymakers, and they're practicing something that resembles law, but it's not law. And this is what I try to embed into people's heads. It's exactly what it say it is. It's policies, it's, it's codes, it's regulations, it's rules, but it's not law. It resembles law, sounds like law, but it's not law. It's colorable. And anything that's colorable, it resembles something that it's not. So with that being said, in order for it to be law, the people that's passing these statutes, these codes, these rules, these regulations have to be in a sovereign capacity. And in order to be in a sovereign capacity, you have to be home. You understand where I'm going with this? You understand what I'm saying? So in order in order for them to be real laws, these people have to be indigenous to this land. You understand what I'm saying? So the people yeah. that set up this de facto that they're calling government, it's not a real government. This is why people hear me call it de facto all of the time. So when I walk into their kangaroo courts, I already know what's going on. I already know that the judge's status Is not that of a sovereign. He's in a corporate ward status, just like the people that's calling into these courts. But it's these contracts that they're imposing upon the people is where they derive their authority from. But if the judge wants to be sovereign, guess what? He needs to go 5,000 miles back over the water into Europe if he wants to be a judge because he can't sit a bench as a citizen. You understand what I'm saying? Because he's not in a sovereign status. That's if you truly understand law. That's what law really is. The only person that could actually practice law is a person that's in a sovereign status, not someone that, oh, I came here, Um, we've been here 300 years. Well, if you want to be sovereign, you got to go back home. I ain't trying to hurt nobody's feelings, but that's just the way it is, man. That's what the law says. That's law. So any foreigner can't be sovereign in our land. This is our land. So, you know, I mean, you hear um, Marcus said earlier, you know, if you look in um, dictionary, Webster's Dictionary, um, 1828, it tells you, it tells you what an American was. It says, one of the copper-colored skinned people found by Europeans. So, When you hear a European say that I am American, that's not true, man. Not according to the dictionaries. When you go and look at the old, now if you look at the more recent dictionaries, they've changed it. And this is why I encourage people to study and research. This stuff is imperative. You go to college, someone says, oh, yeah, an American is this. No, that's not an American. They've changed the things around. The real Americans is the copper-colored people found by Europeans. Near I. So the true Americans would be us because we're indigenous to the land. People don't get that. So then they want to play the game like, well, I'm Native American. He's Native American. And then they'll show you the people that they refer to as Indians. But they're not Native Americans because before they came to this land across the Barren Strait, guess what? We was already here. We was already here. When the whole land was Pangea, and I'm going way back, when the land was Pangea, our people was already here. So to confuse you, they teach you, oh well, those people over there are from Africa. But what they don't tell you is that the land was once all combined. So the people that you're calling that was saying was from Africa, this that you refer to as America was actually once joined onto that. So now you have people that's sitting on benches and calling themselves judges and saying, "Well, the law says this, well, that's not the law." and the only reason that that has authority is because enough of us is not informed, and we show up and we give them validity. So when we go in the court, guess what? We don't go in and question the status of the judge. We don't go in and question the um the, the, the status of the prosecutor. And so when you don't go in, you don't question any of that. How does he tell you that you're going in? When you go in and you don't have an attorney, how do they tell you that you're going in? They tell you that you're going in pro se. Are you
14: afraid because you're going to it's keep a... ADT now is, um, the name is changing to. Uh... Yeah,
13: it's not, it's,
16: it's my bill is not
13: going the same. Hello? Are they on. talking
16: to us? No, I'm not sure, really, to be honest.
3: I think they're talking to somebody else. <laughs> this this guy, um, this guy, Dark Knight, that's actually in the room, he looked up in a Jewish narr- dictionary and said, American means white. See, that's someone mm-hmm. that's, you know, under the um, dissonance, cognitive dissonance. And he doesn't even realize that he's been brainwashed. Because he doesn't know what a true American is. So I challenge you, to go and define it in the Webster Dictionary, eighteen twenty-eight. Don't believe me? Go and check it out for yourself. Can I say?
16: Can I say something real quick? Sure. Yeah, you know that that birth certificate. I I believe it to be the Willy Wonka golden ticket. You know, it's I believe it's a gift certificate. You know, people like to you know like people like to think that that's an identification, but it's not. It's an indemnification. It's <laughs> see, under the Libra Code thirty-eight. You know. Um, under the Libra Code 38, uh, chapter, uh, Article 38 sits right there, you know, and uh, I just wanted to bring that out there, you know, it's not meant for identification, it's meant for indemnification.
3: Yeah, well, to me, it's a bond for me. I mean, to me, it goes back to their contracts that they constructed and stated that, hey, if we take away your gold and silver and since we did, then... I can discharge and settle full debts on the public side. So that's what that means to me. That's the only use yeah. that
16: they have to well, me. I agree. I agree on that too. You know, it's the gift certificate. Yeah. It's there okay. to identify the debt. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit, brother. I love it.
3: Slow on,
12: okay.
16: okay.
3: Hey, Slow slow
7: What's peace. on. Who's that? Other than, uh, uh affid- affidavit of religious rejection. Um, um, religious objection to immunization. What else would you uh, put on the record as far as For, hospital? Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, me, if I could actually have a midwife, I wouldn't even have my son or daughter um, born in the hospital. Um, uh, you know, I was talking to a brother in D.C., I was doing a seminar over there, and <laughs> They they call the cops on him because he didn't want to sign the birth certificate, and they didn't want him to leave with his son. You know, yeah. um, and so so I mean, when they start speaking that language like child and children and parent, know that they're talking about corporations.
12: Um yeah, but that yeah.
3: has nothing to do. Like yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, I would ch- try to plan uh, um, a pregnancy at home, or if I had one. In the hospital, I would actually had it prearranged, saying that I don't want any immunizations, and the whole birth certificate thing. Um, you know, once that is signed, that's when you're signing the um, the authority of your son or daughter over to the state. And so once you do that, that immediately gives them authority All over your once your property. That was just actually signed over. Why?
5: Okay, but look,
7: this is what I'm, this is what I'm asking, though. Other than putting uh, a certified affidavit in the mail to every doctor that's associated with the situation, what else would you do? Knowing, knowing what you just said, knowing what you just told me, it, I, I am unable to have a meal away.
5: I'm saying
7: I got to go in the hospital.
5: So other than what you just said, what would you do
6: for education? Actually, he's, hold on.
16: He's just, his phone's off. Give, give him a second real quick. Hold on. CDC or CDCC here, the font's muted out for
6: yourself, just letting you know. His phone was <laughs>
16: muted out? No. He he's muted out. Or uh CDC uh host, your uh your phone's off. Or well, he probably hanged up by accident. He's probably gonna call back right now. I can't get back in the call. Shit, hold on. it sounds like you're on the call. I'm still on the call. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, the ho- the host the the host can't get back on the call though, he thinks.
9: Uh-huh.
16: Come on. Can you answer that? Now the law of na- look I looked up the Law of Nations, uh the book of the Law of Nations and it says um, you know, the hospitality had, they grant us hospitality because you know, obviously we're born in the hospital, you know, hospital, hospitality. And
1: and
16: and the doctor's the one uh the doctor at law, you know, he's a practitioner at law, you know, the doctor at law and um and pretty much they signed that birth, they're the ones that signed the birth certificate. I thought that was pretty cool, you know, they are the ones that send because they're the ones that grant us hospitality under the law of nations. I thought that was pretty oh, cool. It's pretty cool. What part
14: of AU what We're part of, uh, AU, we're part of uh, Cali are you from?
16: Uh the, uh allegedly South Cali, uh Ventura. Okay.
14: I'm way up north over here, hour and a half south of uh
16: South Oregon border. I'm actually having after I'm having an after call, you guys, as well. It's kind of the numbers are one forty five three seventeen. If anybody else wants to join, I'm gonna be having a talk show there. If anybody wants to join after this call.
3: Hey, yo,
9: yeah, yeah.
3: So I got I got booted out of the call because the time was actually up. So it was kind of hard for me to get back in. But yeah, I heard the answer that the brother actually gave. But um. So, uh, uh, is the brother still on the call that asked the question about the um, the hospital birth?
7: Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah.
3: So you 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 said that you said something along the line that it's too late for something that you can't do. Can you repeat that?
7: No. What I'm saying is, I can't. I have to have a hospital birth. My um my real is having, have to have a C-section. So I okay. have to have a hospital birth. I don't have. Okay. Uh,
3: so a so what I'm saying to you. Is that if you have to have a hospital birth, then there's a pre-plan that you could actually design before you go into the hospital, and you let them know things beforehand before you go in. Yeah,
7: yeah correct. That's what I said. Other than the fact of the affidavit of religious objection to immunization, and uh, an affidavit from the, from the wealth of Listen, listen.
3: Let, let, let me let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Let, let me see if you're thinking a thinking man. Before before Edward Mandel House came out with the idea of having people register their biological property, which is their sons and daughters, under Woodrow Wilson, how was records of birth kept? In the Bible. Okay. Is that is that still not a legal document?
6: Yes, it is. It's still a legal document. So, um, you know, any
3: contract that I'm compelled into is not an enforceable contract. So, if I, because if you're doing, because watch this, look at what you're doing. You're saying that you're going to enter a certificate of religious exemption. So, if you're doing that, you're saying that essentially I believe that my Creator will protect my son or my daughter from any kind of harmful, Diseases, that's what Correct. you're basically saying with the religious exemption. So it's the same thing. Well, I resort because, listen, and this might sound a little bit harsh, but henceforth, you're going to have to start thinking of your son or your daughter as your property, not as a child, but as your property. Is there not a maxim of law that states no man has more right to my property than I? So if I have a right to my property, I decide. What's going to happen with my property? It came from my loans. It's a part of me. So, if I don't want a birth certificate, then show me the contract that obligates me to be a party to this.
9: Cool.
3: So, what usually happens? These people use threat and coercion, and then people eventually gives in. Why? Because they cater to their fears, and this is why I constantly emphasize to people. You have to be totally undaunted, totally not afraid, totally unafraid. You got to be fearless. You got to be undaunted. So I contend that, hey, if you pre-plan everything or let them know everything before you, before your wife or your rib goes in and, and have the baby, I will have a pre-plan like this is what's going to happen. We don't want the birth certificate. Um, that's it. We keep our records in the family Bible. That's it. May seem a little bit weird, but you're gonna like, you know, they're gonna then they're gonna start to hit you. The reason I know this because I know people that um went through with this, and people have actually used passports instead of actually birth certificates. So you know what they're gonna start to hit you with then is that well, what's gonna happen when the child needs to
6: go to school? Might want to consider homeschooling. Okay. Yeah. okay yeah but so yeah, yeah. you know even even uh, let me because I
3: just had this situation in, with a brother in washington d c and he told me they will not allow him to leave the hospital um unless he signed that live record of birth where his wife signed, so he said he finally signed, but he reserved his rights, correct if you know what that means. So he just reserved his rights on the form. So essentially what that means, if I sign UCC 1-308, that's akin to me signing all rights reserves. That means I'm reserving all of my rights, essentially everything above my signature
6: I may not agree with. Do you understand? Yes, Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, man. All right, brother, but yeah, I, I would, I, I would do a um, pre. You know,
3: you you want to have something typed up and let them know before your wife goes in there.
9: Oh, it's so tough girl. we
3: we're, we're planning to do this. We're planning this. We don't want that.
9: My bad. And, 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 and you're going to
3: be challenged. You're going to be challenged. Make no mistake about it. I believe. Yes. Yeah.
9: <laughs>
6: So, Master Key. you Master Key, are you still there? Yeah,
12: still
3: here. Yeah, you, you might um you probably should exchange um oh, numbers yeah. with with loan since both of you guys are on the <laughs> west coast. Might be a good thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, who's,
16: who's
3: yeah,
9: the one
16: talking with Yeah, oh.
3: I
14: would love
16: to do that. That'd be pretty cool. Okay. Oh. Yo, so,
3: yeah, it's a lot of noise. So, yeah, with that, we, we're going to bring this to an end, man. Like, thank everyone for tuning in. It's getting kind of late over here. I'm on the East Coast. It's like 1130 over here, just about. And Cali is still early over there. But, yeah, I, I, I still got a lot of work to do. I'll probably be up until like 3 in the morning now.
9: All right, well. So
3: yeah, we like to thank everyone for tuning in. Um hopefully um some people gather some things from this. It's like getting late. So we're gonna yeah. sign off. We'll probably be here on, um, like eight thirty next week. So thank everybody for tuning in. I'm gonna say shalom.
15: Peace. Thank you, brother.